Tech Night Owl Live, the show for PC users who can handle the truth. And now, here's your host, Gene Steinberg. This week on the Tech Night Owl Live, we'll be featuring the one, the only Kirk McElhern of Kirkville.com, commentator and podcaster. A little bit later, an encore presentation with Josh Centers. He's a managing editor of Tidbits, and we'll be talking about all sorts of fascinating stuff this week on the Tech Night Owl Live. So Kirk McElhern of Kirkville at Kirkville.com is joining us. We have a lot of things to talk about. But before we got started, he was mentioning the fact that he had purchased an 8-terabyte external drive to back up his files, and he was concerned that even though it was USB-C, it wasn't as fast as he expected. No, no, it actually seems faster than my other 8-terabyte drive. Um, So here's the context. I back up my stuff uh, from my iMac to... Uh, a couple of drives. I, I have my media on one eight terabyte drive, and I have backup dr- of that on another one, and I have another eight terabyte drive for Time Machine. I recently bought a new Mac Mini to replace a seven year old Mac Mini, which I use as a server, and I want to backup data to there as well because I like redundant backups. So instead of buying the same eight terabyte drive that I have, which is, I think they're these Seagate USB three drives that they're they're a drive and a hub, they have USB C plugs in the front. Um, which I really like. Uh, I spent a little bit more to buy a Lossy Porsche design that connects by USB-C because the new Mac Mini has USB-C because my iMac has USB-C. In fact, all my Macs have, have USB-C now. Um, it seems to be copying faster than the USB-3 drives that are USB-A plugs. This really gets confusing, doesn't it? USB-A is the flat one. USB-C is the new smaller one. But I was just wondering what the theoretical speed is and how fast it can go. Well, I'm looking here also, if you want to buy the 7,200 RPM drives, and I don't think the cheaper ones are, the price is well over $200. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not sure which speed drive this has, and that could be a good point. It might have a 7,200. Let me look on the website. Specs. It doesn't say. 8 terabyte interface transfer. Theoretical. Maximum theoretical bus speed of 5 gigabits per second. Weight system requirement, what's included. But it doesn't say what drive it contains. And that I find a bit disturbing because, uh, you know, it is the uh, the connection is one thing that affects the speed. But obviously, a 7200 is going to be faster than a 5400. The, the other ones I have, I believe, are 5900, which is now a, a pretty common speed for large drives. The assumption being here that people using an external driver just backing up files. So if it's not super fast, it's not a big deal. Yeah, it's not like I'm doing video editing, in which case um, I would be more concerned about it. Uh, I I don't really care. The first backup, of course, is going to take a a while, um, but I'm not particularly concerned about the speed. I was just noticing that it is faster, and I'm just looking on the Amazon page. It says it's 5,400 RPM. So it could be that the actual USB-C is a bit faster than USB-3 over USB-A because the USB-C is still USB-3. God, this is complicated. When you say all that, it sounds really hard to understand. Oh, I was looking very quickly at SSDs. And portable external SSD, one terabyte, $197. A SanDisk, 
Western Digital 2 terabyte. It's USB 3.1, USB-C, $367. Now, maybe $367 seems like a lot to you, but consider what Apple charges for a 2 terabyte SSD upgrade for any Mac. That's right. Yeah, $800 or something. I always tell people, if you're buying an iMac, um, or if you're buying a Mac Mini, it's a little bit different from a laptop, and you need a lot of storage, don't pay Apple's price. Get an external drive. And as you say, SSDs are cheap enough now, cheap enough relatively, um, that it makes an awful lot more sense. And in particular, if it's a Thunderbolt connection. So it'll be really fast um, when you do it externally. You don't need to put all your media files internally on an iMac, on a desktop Mac. You're not going to access them often. It makes more sense to have an SSD for your applications in the operating system in the Mac and all your other big files, media files, photos, videos, and everything externally, rather than buying a slower Fusion drive or paying for the higher price of the internal SSD. From Apple, okay, new Mac Mini, brand new model. The basic storage is 256 gigabytes. Yep. To go to 512, it's $200. To go to a terabyte, it's $600. To go to two terabytes, two terabytes, $1,400. Wow. Really? I kid you not. And that's a Mac Mini, which isn't really the fastest Mac. I, I could understand that if you buy an iMac Pro and you're doing video editing and you really need a lot of storage. But it makes no sense to do that in a Mac Mini. It really doesn't. Maybe someone's doing that because they have a server and they need fast file access. But even, I, I just don't understand the logic of that. I got the entry-level Mac Mini, the 799 pounds. I think it's the same price in dollars. Uh, 256, 8 gigabytes RAM. As I said, I'm updating from a 7-year-old Mac Mini. However, I had tricked out with the fastest processor and extra RAM, but it's really quite a, a, a quick machine. I mean, I, I set it up headless as a server, and I've been doing things using screen sharing, and it's pretty darn fast. It's not as fast as my iMac, um, but it's really an acceptable little Mac. If you wanted to go to the faster processor for a few hundred more bucks on the Mac Mini, it's probably a good deal. If you want to use a different display and, you know, not have the, the all-in-one with the iMac. Well, I think eventually Apple will get the message. I don't know. We should talk about the elephant in the room about Apple in just a moment. About, There's an elephant? Well, the announcement that they made about shortfall of earnings between the time oh, you okay. were on that, last yeah, and now. Ago. I want to talk about that. But first, a little trivia, folks. I was reading here that a session guitarist by the name of Reggie Young died. He's 82. You cannot even begin to count the number of songs where he played introductory hooks played in the, on the song. So, for example, he's best known for the letter from the box tops, Suspicious Minds, Sweet Caroline from Neil Diamond. He played, you know, a lot. They said his, his specialty was the opening hooks or, or the instrumental breaks. He worked with Paul Simon, I mean, I'm looking at what this guy worked with, and this is amazing. He was yeah, also... Some of these session musicians, you, you don't know their names, but you know their music. Son of a Preacher Man from Dusty Springfield. Cry Like a Baby. Hooked on a Feeling. The B.J. Yep. Thomas song. He also supposedly guided George Harrison because the Bill Black combo, of which he was a part, was an opening act for the Beatles. He introduced George Harrison, supposedly, to the finer points of Southern-style playing. 
by using light gauge strings, he could bend the notes yeah. better. And that was one of the things he learned. This guy was the consummate guitarist. He died at 82. But, you know, there's so many of these people out there, these tremendous session musicians that make a hit a hit. Another one, of course, before he became famous as a singer was Glenn Campbell. Yeah. He was like one of the key session musicians. And then he struck out as an artist. Most of them you never hear of. Yep. They, they probably have a more enjoyable life. They don't go on the road. Well, Probably they do sometimes because he was the opening act for the Beatles. And you have to consider here, when the Beatles were touring, nobody wanted to hear the opening act, however good they were. They wanted yeah. the Beatles. So yeah. it had to be difficult. Anyway, let's get on to our corner of the world, and we'll persist in this in the next segment. Between the time Kirk was here and now, we have Apple. And the announcement from Tim Cook, early in January, there would be a shortfall in meeting their earnings guidance by about $5 billion. And that sounds like a lot of money. Well, I think they said $8 billion, didn't they? No, 5 I think it was 5 Okay. All right. But, you know, a shortfall in their earnings. A lot more to come. We have Kirk McElhern. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. <laughs> Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Pain in my neck, back, and shoulders has really gotten worse. Relief for body pain is here with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Well, the last thing I want is to take another pill. So what's so good about Sunny Bay Heating Pads? Sunny Bay Heating Pads, made by Biomed DB Design right here in the USA, come in all sizes. Our extra-large microwavable heating pad for back pain is designed to be large enough to cover your entire back. It's also perfect to wrap around your legs, knees, or shoulder and neck. But I need to know they're good quality. Of course, Sunny Bay heating pads and pillows are often an Amazon choice and it's easy and most affordable when you purchase your Sunny Bay heating pads right from our website sunshinepillows.com or call us 253-678-1361 Hey, a Sunny Bay heating pad would make a great gift, right? Yes, and they start at just $19.99 and free shipping is available. So call 253-678-1361 or shop for your Sunny Bay heating pad at sunshinepillows.com 
Would you like to get back that full head of hair from years past? Now, there is Reveal. Beverly Hills celebrity dermatologist Dr. Nathan Newman took nearly a decade to develop Reveal from natural botanicals to return to a full-body head of hair. Reveal for men and women with a 30-day money-back guarantee at GCNLife.com or toll-free 844-443-6637. 844-443-6637. Reveal at GCNLife.com. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? $92,000. Ouch. And the IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how'd it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes... Take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax management hotline now. 800-503-8625. 800-503-8625. 800-503-8625. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and sling bows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17. They're perfect for your bug-out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow, a new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at Slingbow.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. So Apple has a miss in revenue, a revenue miss. That doesn't happen with Apple very often. I mean, it's not the only company that doesn't quite meet its earnings estimates. But do the other companies end up suffering with their stock price as much as Apple? Well, it happens. It it, it depends. I I think the Apple thing, there's a couple things going on. First of all, um, you will remember that I have been saying for a while that the smartphone market has reached saturation and maturity and that there was going to be a correction eventually. It's it's not surprising. Apple knew this. I, I think what happened, though, is that there were a number of changes that they didn't really count on because when they give these uh, earnings estimates in advance, you know, they've got real-time data. They know what they're selling every day in every store in every country. So for them to make that kind of a mistake, not even a mistake, for them to miss to, to miss a prediction by that much means that there were a lot of big factors that they didn't count on. Um, one of them is China, and Tim Cook mentioned that. Apparently the Chinese have gotten extremely patriotic and are eschewing Apple and other non-Chinese brands, and in part because the Chinese brands, Xiaomi and Huawei, have gotten a lot better um, for, for smartphones. One thing that surprised me was that Tim Cook said, yeah, a lot of people took advantage of our $29 battery upgrade. 
uh, something like 11 million people. I found that when Apple announced this, you remember the whole battery gate and they came out, they said, okay, you're going to get to upgrade certain batteries. And but when Apple announced this, what I learned is that most people didn't even know that you could pay to replace a battery in an iPhone. The normal price, I think, is $79, and they were doing 29 So they said 11 million people do this. That's not why they're missing their earnings forecast, but that certainly factors in. And I think that they need to consider that people in the future are now going to know that it's cheaper to replace a battery in a two-year-old iPhone than to buy a new iPhone and maybe keep an iPhone three or four or five years because... Uh, you know, the, the battery is the first thing to go unless you break the screen. Now, I should point out a lot of the batteries are still cheaper at Apple. It was $29 till the end of 2018. Now it's $49 for many models. iPhone oh, 10 okay. is $69. Oh. I mean, the prices are so reasonable that it hardly makes sense unless you're not near an Apple store. It hardly makes sense to buy a battery from anybody else. Basically, it's, the price jumps are 49 and 69 The average price I've seen for a battery, for an Apple, an iPhone, or for iPad, is usually $50 at a third-party yeah. store. So if you, if you pay the same or slightly more at Apple, what do you think you should do? Yeah, you definitely go to Apple. And, but I, I found that a lot of people did not realize you could change the batteries. Don't they own a flashlight? I mean... How could you not know that you can change the battery? It's just like anything else. If you're putting it on a charger, what are you charging? That's fine, but it's not like some Android phones where you can actually manually change the battery yourself. And, and I think that's the problem is that people expected that since it was sealed, you could not change the battery. I'm telling you, a lot of people told me that they had never heard of this. And so this is a good thing, in my opinion, um, that people are going to realize that they can keep the phones a little bit longer and not buy phones because that they don't need and then throw them away. Whereas all of the materials used in the phone that get wasted, if you can keep it a year or two longer, that makes a huge difference to the environment. And also, I think the customer being satisfied, oh, this is so good, I can keep it a year or two longer for $29 or $49. Exactly. When they're ready to buy a phone. Yeah, They'll go back to Apple. Oh, this is great. I get so much life out of this. I can keep this phone for years. Yep. So I think that's part of it. Um, but I think the biggest difference is that we have reached saturation. We have reached a point where the smartphone market at the current price that Apple is charging can't go much higher. You've seen that they've been dumping a bunch of iPhone SEs in their um, clearance store at $249, and they're selling out almost immediately. And now they're, they're not doing that in the UK. They don't have anything in clearance. They do have refurbs. I would buy one of those at that price. Uh, I, I had one that my partner's now using, and it's small, but $249 for an iPhone that's relatively up to date is a pretty good deal. Th they're going to have to come out with a less expensive iPhone. You know, $1,000 minimum for the XS, um, what is it, $1,200 for the XS Max, $750 even for the XR. These are high prices for a lot of people. As the smartphone becomes more common, it's not magical anymore, it's not special. And people don't want to pay these prices. Uh, carrier subsidies are going away. So they're going to just have to lower the price in order to keep selling uh, as many units. And by the way, I see Best Buy is offering an iPhone SE, 32 gigs. Yeah. This is for prepaid systems, but that just means you can use anything on it. $139.99. Wow, that's good. Yeah, I mean, 
for that. You know, it's interesting here. Just very recently when we ran into a problem with AT&T that I shan't mention here, I got a really cheap phone for Barbara, twenty nine eighty eight at Walmart. And that's their family talk plan, which uses the T-Mobile network. So you buy a prepaid card for twenty four eighty eight. You buy the smartphone for twenty nine eighty eight. It's an Alcatel smartphone. It uses a version of Android two years old. Don't ask me why a brand new phone uses an operating system two years old. Well, because it's not really brand new, but anyway. Okay, I want to ask you about that. It's not really brand new. Maybe it's refurbed or something, or just a remainder. Whatever. Well, it's an older model that they've taken out of the, the main channel, and they're selling cheaper. Okay. I think that's what it is. Okay. And it does, probably doesn't have the processor or the memory or whatever to run the more recent Android. And, and I think that's a problem with Android, because that means that you're not getting security updates. It did have an upgrade of some sort when I set the thing up. But the display is so bad. It reminds really? you, remember, of the passive, what was it, passive matrix screens? Passive matrix LCD? Yeah, like it's, it, it's just so bad from the 1990s. It is really bad. And when you type on it, you know, it's not a click. It's like a little bit of a buzz or a yeah. vibration. It's usable. It makes and receives phone calls. We put up WhatsApp on the phone so that my son can call her. Yeah. But there you go. Anyway, so well, I'm seeing more an and more phone. offers. I'm seeing I, I more and an more. Android phone a couple months ago. Yeah. Um, some writing that I'm doing, uh, I'll need to be able to explain both iOS and Android features, you know, where the settings are found and all that. And I found that there's something called Android One, which is a, a sort of a program around Android where there are a, a number of phones. There aren't too many, but these are the phones that get the pure Android without any carrier cruft. And they're upgradable for two years. And then it's pretty hard to find an Android where you can do that. Um, I bought a Nokia 3.1. It was 120 pounds. This is a pretty darn good phone for 120 pounds. It's Android, obviously. And, you know, as iOS users, we have certain expectations. For instance, it has a face recognition unlock thing, but it's not as secure as Face ID. So you wouldn't really want to use it. Um, it doesn't have fingerprint recognition, anything like that. But 120 pounds let's do our a break. good phone. Let's do our break. We'll talk about that. In our next segment with Kirk McElhern, I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Are you afraid to go to the mailbox because of letter after letter from the IRS? Are they stacking on more and more penalties and interest? By now, you know the problem won't go away on its own. Don't let the IRS chase you to your grave with penalties and interest and liens and levies. You need real help now. I'm Dan Pilla. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I helped thousands of people solve tax problems they thought couldn't be solved. I can help you too. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com. danpilla.com. You may need this herbal tea for relief right away, so write this down, drmillersclinic.com. If you take meds, then suffer stomach distress, constipation, indigestion, acid reflux, and bloating, and nothing else helps, get Dr. Miller's Holy Tea or Super Holy Tea, a cleansing, detoxifying herbal tea, now available at great rates direct from Dr. Miller's office. Call or click 888-660-7039 or drmillersclinic.com. 
USA Radio News with Wendy King. President Trump has agreed to a three-week extension of funding to end the partial government shutdown without getting money for the wall. After insisting for weeks, the shutdown would continue until Democrats gave in to his demand for border wall money. I will sign a bill to open our government for three weeks. Giving bipartisan lawmakers three weeks to discuss border security spending. The bill ending the shutdown doesn't have any wall money, and Democrats say the president has finally agreed with them about opening the government first before the discussions. Hopefully now the president has learned his lesson. Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer says he's hopeful for a deal in the next three weeks. The president said if the New Deal doesn't have money for the wall, he'll declare a national emergency to build it. You're listening to USA Radio News. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. 800-871-3291. 800-871-3291. Again, that's 800-871-3291. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control over your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new laws that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. Tax Mediation Services is accredited by the Better Business Bureau. Call now for a free case review and a price protection guaranteed quote. Call Tax Mediation Services now at 800-301-5435. That's 800-301-5435. Live with Gene Steinberg, it's the Tech Night Owl, because you never know what's going to happen next. So Kirk's talking about cheap, pure Android phones. Go ahead, please. Yeah, so this Android One program. Um, I, I bought the cheapest one because all I need is to be able to know where, what the apps are, where the the settings are, how to describe them, right? I'm not really using it for anything. Um, but you can go up a little bit more, even just for a few hundred pounds or a few hundred dollars, and get a pretty good phone and get a, a level of Android that is going to be acceptable. Again, saying earlier, your two-year-old operating system probably won't get many security updates, if any. 
mine will get updates not only to the operating system itself, but also security updates for at least two years. Um, that, that's a pretty good deal compared to $750 minimum for a new iPhone. I did not understand why Apple didn't leave the SE in the product line. You can buy an iPhone 8 or 8 Plus. You yeah, know, but they're more expensive. Right. But this is ridiculous. You know, the iPhone right now is more expensive to buy than last year because of the lack of the SE. So now you can buy an iPhone 7. And let me see what an iPhone 7 costs. Okay. So an yeah, iPhone an iPhone 7. 7 starts at 449 and okay. that's not bad. That's but actually that's not bad because this, the 8 and the 7 aren't that different. So an iPhone 7 for 449 actually it's not a bad deal. Okay. It's a couple years old, but it's a pretty good deal. But I think one of the, see one of the problems with the iPhone is it it doesn't seem to me that people pay much attention to the older models. But when the iPhone SE came out it was very popular because it was a new model with relatively new internals. Um it wasn't exactly as good as the iPhone 7 at the time. When you go to an Apple store, I don't know. I was in an Apple store recently. I didn't see the iPhone 7 and 8. They were pushing the XS and the XR. So I, I don't think people see those as new iPhones. They see them as last year's or the year before. Well, they're new in the what sense that they're off the production the line, but they're old models. I agree with you. On the other hand, maybe they should introduce an SE2. I mean, I think the SE, the original SE, the original phone. SE, the original SE had the innards of the iPhone 6S, which is pretty good. That's fine. An SE 2 with the innards of an iPhone 8 or something, yeah, for three forty nine or even two ninety nine, they'd sell a ton. Yeah, they would. But that'll cannibalize the higher end, and they don't want that. And that this is, you know, the problem is that they want the average price of the iPhone to be as high as possible. You know, they're talking about a 38% profit margin. What, what I find interesting, though, is that Apple is really pushing these trade-ins now. And we never saw that in the past. So I'm on the Apple US website, and and at the top of the iPhone section, it's iPhone XR from 449, iPhone XS from 699, asterisk. Trade in your current iPhone and upgrade to a new one. Now, they've had a trade-in program for a while, but this is the first time that they've been citing prices for new devices with trade-in. In other words, they're not telling you what the real price is. It's $449, but it's really $749 if you're not trading it. But they're really pushing the trade-in thing. And, that, and that's a way of trying to convince people that the price isn't that high. Also, maybe trying to get them to upgrade when they hadn't planned to. But their trade-in prices, you'd have to have a pretty recent iPhone to get that low price that they're citing, the $449 for the XR. Your iPhone would have to be like a year old to get that price. That's about what it is. Say you bought that on a 24-month plan, AT&T Next, an iPhone 8 Plus. And the following year, you're paying it off in two years. It's worth half the original price. So three, three fifty. that makes sense. That's not really yeah. a bad idea. On the other hand, I priced out selling an iPhone 8 Plus on the market, one of these dealers who buy used product, they'll give you three seventy-five or so for it. Well, I for the first time I bought uh, my an iPhone this year on the upgrade program. I've always bought iPhones unlocked, uh, even before you could get them unlocked in the U.S. When I was living in France, I was buying them unlocked. 
and I would buy them. I would either hand them down or I would sell them on eBay. And I'm just tired of the, the eBay process. I bought the XS Max, which is overpriced. I think next year um, I'll go down to the XR. But I don't have to lay out all that money up front. It is costing me more than I want over the year. But I'm not laying out all the cash and I'm not worrying about reselling it at the end. Well, that's one way of getting things going. And if you sign with these plans, you buy the phone every year or two for the rest of your life. So what is Apple to do? Otherwise, we have, therefore, the possibility that Apple should consider cheaper iPhones or cutting the price a little bit without seriously hurting their bottom line. But as we say, everybody, almost everybody except in the third world country who wants a smartphone has a smartphone. An iPhone is good for four years, not two. It's good for four years. Yeah. The operating system will support it for four years. In iOS 12, it, in which case, in iOS 12, Apple made it faster. The older models. Yep. The only problem is if you break it, and it's good to have Apple Care because then repairs are cheaper. It's good to get Apple to repair it, and not a third party, because we saw in the past some problems with Touch ID sensors. If you uh, had third parties repair it. Um, but yeah, anyone who doesn't, you know, we're we're in a business where we need to know about this stuff. Normal people who aren't well off, they don't buy a new iPhone every year. Um, I, I'd say easily three years minimum, four years for most people. Um, th there are no new features that make that much of a difference. No one who buys an iPhone, literally no one cares that the processor's faster. Um, the brightness... It's eh, not that big a deal. I do appreciate the OLED display, but it's not a deal breaker. The number of people who buy a new iPhone just because of the camera, which is what they're pushing the most, I don't think it's that many. I, I think what they're on is like a two or three year upgrade cycle. And they need to make each new one seem enticing to those people who bought them two or three years ago. They're not really selling to last year's uh, iPhone buyers. But we've seen, you know, incremental camera um, improvements. I, I, the, the biggest improvement in recent years is the iPhone with the I, first iPhone 10 was Face ID. Um, now that, you know, we've had that for two years, we've seen that in the iPad. I, I, there's not a lot they can do to make things easier. Th this whole edge to edge display thing. I mean, seriously, why do they even say that? It's a, it's a, a visible lie. Um, not, not a fan of the notch. And a lot of people I know are don't want a, a phone with a notch but what what each year they try to come up with something new and there's not that much they can do you know fastest performance with a12 bionic i mean most people look at facebook on their iphones they don't care about which processor it has i would like to see when apple gets rid of the notch i can't wait for the end of the notch yeah. i pray for the end of the notch yeah it's it's just ugly, you know. Given Apple's attention to design, it's just it's just not well thought out. Well, the notch, I guess, well, you know, was obviously a necessity when it first came out for the iPhone 10. Now for the successors, the 10s, 10s Max, 10R. I think if you're going to look at the expensive iPhones, the 10R is the real bargain because it's giving you 95% of the more expensive phones. And yeah, the OLED display is a little nicer. Having two cameras instead of one is a wee bit nicer. But for most people, it doesn't make a difference. 
No, it doesn't. And and the big difference between the, the XR and the XS Max is the size of the display. Um, so I upgraded from an 8 Plus, and I thought, well, the XS Max has a bigger display in the same size form factor. It's really just a couple millimeters different. And I thought that was good. And it, it's a really big display, but I would have been comfortable with the XR, which has the display size of the 8 Plus in a smaller form factor. So that's why I said earlier, I think I'll move to the XR type uh, iPhone next year after, you know, when I upgrade from this one. We've got more to come with Kirk McElhern. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Hi, I'm Dr. Bill Deagle, MD, AAEM, ACAM, A4M, of Nutramedical.com, and a consultant providing email advice free on advanced protocols for your optimized wellness and advanced technologies to heal and regenerate you. You can contact us at Nutramedical.com, that's N-U-T-R-I-Medical.com, or 888-212-8871. You get free email starter protocols of our top medical-grade nutraceuticals, initial testing, and recommendations for your own primary doctor to do, as well as recommendations to give you an idea of a consultation and a full protocol to try to help you regenerate your tissues, heal naturally without the use of toxic polypharmacy. I can send test kits to you as well anywhere in the world and provide you recommendations to referral of specialty clinics worldwide. So contact me, Dr. Bill Deagle, at Nutramedical.com. That's N-U-T-R-I-Medical.com or 888-212-8871. Bacon lovers, we ship free. Try our amazing bacon. No refrigeration required. Proprietary value-added packaging provides 10-year shelf life and protects the leanest, thickest, center-cut, fully-cooked bacon in America today. Ready to eat right from the pouch or warm and serve. Savory and delicious. Wholesale price for your everyday use. Order today at readytoeatbacon.com. Readytoeatbacon.com.
Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap, even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you can move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed; it's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. By now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blockit Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. know what's going to happen next? Well, here's the Tech Night Owl, live with Gene Steinberg. Long and short of it is, we know that Apple's not going to make more money from iPhone sales. Because they can't keep raising the prices of anything to move product. They're going to have to lower prices or come up with cheaper models. So what's Apple going to do next? Well, now there's an article you did about hell freezing over. Yeah. And and we likened that to remember back in the early 2000s, Apple made iTunes available on Windows. Yeah. Apple Music's available on Android. And now we have the Apple TV, which is not doing so well. We see cable providers offering Apple TV deals or DirecTV now, the streaming version of DirecTV. For a while, I don't think they still do it. For a while, what you could do is you pay three months up front for the service. No contract, by the way. And get the $179 basic Apple TV. Yeah. Other cable systems are doing the same thing. Verizon with its new 5G service, Apple TV. And now Apple is licensing AirPlay 2 to TV sets. Yep. I I think that's interesting. I think Apple is admitting that the Apple TV is not going to provide the audience that they need when they release their video streaming platform. I, I, I hate using that term. It's a hobby, which is what Apple has said over the years. It's too much of a hobby, and it's not a a device that most people want. When you can get apps on a smart TV, and you can get most of the apps you want for the services you use, why do you want to have another device just to be able to use Apple stuff? Now, one question I have is, will that app on the smart TVs allow you to get 4K content from Apple? That's not clear. I, I can't see them abandoning the standalone Apple TV, but by integrating apps into smart TVs, 
I can't see why anyone would buy the Apple TV other than the fact that, so there's two things. The Apple TV is a little bit easier to navigate than most smart TVs, but also smart TVs are cheap these days because they make money from selling data about what you do. And the Apple TV doesn't do that. And in fact, I believe Apple said that their iTunes TV movies app will not give any data to the TV company. So if you're using a standalone Apple TV, at least you're not going to have all this data that's going to be essentially used to target ads and, and to try and get companies to, to, to convince you to watch certain things. And, and that's a good reason. But for most people, they're just not going to want to pay extra for that. And they'll be happy to use the app that's on their TV set. And if the app that you use on their TV set is working with your Apple devices, you can still take advantage of their products and services. Well, the, the AirPlay 2 just means that you'll be able to stream to the TV. But if you've got the app on the TV, you probably don't need to stream. The only time you might want to do that is, say, your photos or some videos that you've shot that, you know, the Apple TV will, will, does have all that stuff on it, but the app on a smart TV won't. Um, I'm not really sure that that's the most interesting thing. I would like to see smart TVs be able to broadcast AirPlay 2. Um, so for instance, just after Christmas, I bought a Sonos Beam soundbar. And well, that has to connect to my TV. If I could just save a cable because the TV can send the audio over AirPlay, that would be interesting. It's not like one cable is a big deal, but it just does simplify things that little bit. Well, at least here, Apple is in a situation here where they've got to expand the ecosystem. They know they're not going to make more money from smartphones. They know they're not going to make more money from Macs, no matter what they do, because the PC market is saturated and declining. They obviously, the tablet market isn't growing super fast. Apple Watch is doing well, but it will never match the iPhone. No, but Tim Cook did say that Apple Watch is making... Uh, more money than the iPad did at its peak. Sorry, that the iPod did at its peak. Well, remember, the average sale price is much higher. On the other hand, the Apple Watch appears to be growing in double digits year after year. And this is the product that everybody thought would be a failure because Apple wouldn't disclose the unit sales. And what? It's the most successful or the top-selling smartwatch or watch in the world now. And the health-related stuff is so important. Yeah, let, let's be careful about that best-selling watch in the world. Um, I, I know Apple makes more money, or at least they're saying that they make more money than uh, the Swiss watch people or something like that. But a watch company has dozens, if not hundreds, of models, and there's a lot more fragmentation among a brand than Apple, who's probably just counting the Apple Watch as if it were a single Apple Watch. Well, it's the same thing with even the iPhone. Samsung sells more units, but they don't sell more galaxies than right. Apple sells iPhones. But they have a product line that goes from, you know, that $100 phone or whatever up to the, the flagship model, whereas Apple doesn't. I don't think Apple should be selling $100 iPhones, but $300 iPhone, why not? Yeah. Well, that's what the SE is currently selling for, um, at least on, uh, on that, what do they call it, the clearance uh, store. They should build another few million 
and sell them for two ninety nine. Well, maybe they are. Maybe maybe the clearance isn't really a clearance that they've just got the product line up again, and they're just going to keep supplying them as long as people keep buying them. Well, what does it cost them to rerun the production lines from India, say? Well, I don't know, but you have to assume that once they've set up a production line, it costs more to change it to another product than it does to continue using it, um, even if they're making a lower quantity. I don't know if it's that simple that you just, you know, you, you just shut it off and turn it back on again six months later. It might not be like that, but they have all the, the tools and, the, and the, the templates and everything that they could probably replace, replace pretty quickly. So an existing product is easier to ramp up production than it is um, for a new product. Apple should definitely be listening to us here. We're telling yeah, them what to do and how to do it. They don't listen to us. Don't worry. They never listen to us. No, I wouldn't expect them to, to be honest. I mean, Kirk and I may have some terrific ideas, but we hardly know how to run a multinational corporation or any large corporation for that matter. On the other hand, it's fun to speculate and to present our point of view and see what happens. Oh, read a report here. You may want to comment on this. Project Titan. Allegedly the project to produce a car or car-related product says 200 people were laid off. Yeah, I, I, I don't actually believe that this is something... Um, I still don't think they're making a car. I, I think, and we've talked about this, I think what they'll be making is software that'll be used in cars, uh, autonomous or not. Um, but 200 people's a lot. And, you know, there was something about how they're cutting down hiring. You know, it's a company that's going to make how many billions of dollars in profit in the quarter, and they're going to cut down hiring people because they're selling fewer iPhones? That's that's a bit suspicious. You know, Apple spends an awful lot of money on R&D. I can't imagine that they're not hiring because of a dip of, of what, 5%, 10% in their overall revenue in a quarter? That, that doesn't seem to make sense. There's still, you know, 38% um, profit margin. Uh, so if it they're still making, they're still printing money, and they can afford to hire people. Well, also, it's a matter of efficiencies. You look over and say, maybe we have staff in this department that's more than we need. That could be a reason. I don't know. The other issue we just heard of, Apple hired a former Samsung executive to manage their battery development team. Now, I hope this isn't the guy responsible for the Galaxy Note 7 battery. <laughs> yeah, they exploded. I, I, th- I thought of that as soon as I said, well, but you know, yeah. Samsung is selling tens and tens of millions of batteries that don't blow up. Yeah, exactly. There were a few cases, um, but I, I, I read something a month or two ago saying that, uh, explaining the whole process, that, you know, they had just something to do with the materials inside the batteries and that some of them were bad and they hadn't realized the scope of it, but we're still only talking about, I don't know, a dozen or a couple dozen. It wasn't that many. But what I found interesting is, does that mean that Apple's going to start manufacturing their own batteries? Well, right now they could design a battery or design modifications to the batteries to better fit their requirements. But yeah, what but they're doing they- now is simply having third-party companies build stuff to their specs. 
They're not right, all they off could, the shelf right now. We have Kirk McElhern. We have one more segment. One more segment with Kirk McElhern. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Now Live. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. Welcome back to Tech Night Out Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, it's Uncle Gene. Yeah, it's him. So we mentioned Apple poached a Samsung executive to manage its battery development. And the question that Kirk McElher and I are discussing. Does this mean that Apple goes the way of their chips, designs their own custom batteries? But isn't that kind of sort of what's happening now? So the battery is two elements. It's the lithium-ion stuff that holds the power, and then it's the chips and the, and the software and the algorithm that work to get that power out and to charge the battery, to throttle the battery if necessary, etc., I would assume that Apple is making all of that design itself already. But maybe now what they're going to do is start building their own batteries, which in some ways, I I don't know the the scale of this. Apple obviously does use a lot of batteries, but it's quite variable from year to year, especially as we see some iPhone sales slow down. So does it make sense for them to have their own factories or would they still have, say, Foxconn do the work or some other contractor? Well, the question being here is, how much is Apple 
involved with off-the-shelf batteries. How many well, of the batteries Again, Apple they, use are off-the-shelf? They're probably designing whatever chips are used to, to work with the batteries. Apropos of nothing, we look at the Mac App Store, and one of the things we see at the Mac App Store, the major apps are not there. Adobe, Quark, Microsoft, not there. A lot of other apps are not there. Microsoft Office is coming to the App Store. Yeah. And I'm just wondering how it works there within the App well, Store. Th the only thing I can think is, you know, these companies don't want the 30% hit. Of course, Microsoft is making more of their money now from subscriptions. So all the Mac App Store does is give you the app that you're paying for elsewhere. I can't see them selling full Microsoft 365 subscriptions through the Mac App Store because the, the Microsoft 365 is more than just the app. It's OneDrive and it's other things. I, I, I would assume that the big companies are negotiating with Apple to get that 30% reduced a little bit. But that's probably the main reason why, you know, that this has not happened yet. With Microsoft, it'd be convenience. Being able to get all your updates and everything from one source, but you're still paying the monthly fee to use that app to Microsoft directly. Kind of like Netflix. Netflix, I think it has or is removing itself from the app store in the sense of in-app subscriptions. But you have yes. the app, you still log in and you pay Netflix directly. Yeah, yeah. That kind of makes sense because for Netflix to pay 30% of every subscription that goes through the, the App Store forever, that's a lot. I think Apple should be more flexible about that. Apple does do the fulfillment and, and the handles the payment processing, and they should get at least 10% because there is a, a lot of work involved in that. Um, but they shouldn't get the 30% the whole time. It's easier if you go to the App Store and you have the subscription to cancel it. You don't have to go through a rigmarole. You go into your account page, choose your subscriptions, and click cancel. Goodbye. It's pretty darn easy to cancel Netflix. Um, I did it a couple months ago. I canceled over the summer, and then I, I re-upped when House of Cards came on because I wanted to see that. And frankly, I'm going to be canceling again soon because they don't really have too much. Uh, I'm going to go back and forth with them a month at a time when they do have new stuff because it's just not that interesting to me anymore. You know, I have Amazon Prime, so I get a lot of video from them. Um, we rent movies from the iTunes store. Um, there's not enough good stuff on Netflix. Anyway, it's not complicated to cancel Netflix. Um, there are other subscriptions that are complicated to cancel. And the thing to bear in mind with Netflix is a lot of their shows are disappearing. So the superhero shows, Luke Cage is canceled. Daredevil is canceled. Iron Fist is canceled. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> You don't care. Sorry. We, we have like this discussion it. often, but that's not what I really care about. So. Right. You don't care about it. It used to be that you could suspend your membership. Well, you can. I think uh, when you cancel, it's really a suspension, and you can come back. Um, I don't know how long before you can come back, but you can come back with all of your watch history um, still there and just re-up it at any time. And that's smart of them because there may be people who, you know, they're going away for a month or two or for whatever reason they don't want to use it. They don't want to lose these people as uh, as customers forever. They want to make it easy for people to make that change from time to time. Okay, so canceling Netflix. I'm looking at it right now. And it says here, come back anytime. If you restart within 10 months, your profile's favorites, viewing preferences, and account yeah. details will be waiting for you. 
Yeah, I'm sure they send an email after six months or something. Um, I only right. canceled for, I think, two months. Um, but I'm sure after a while, they'll remind you. Sure. And then you go back to your account and restart membership. Yeah. It's pretty simple. And, and, I and think it, makes sense, it makes sense to people like me. Yep. Because I'm right now in a motel. I can't watch Netflix here. Mm. Unless I put it on my watch it on my Mac. Yeah. It's not worth it. So at yeah, this point, I'm canceled. I'm not using Netflix anymore until we're back in a regular place. And we'll restart Netflix and live a normal life again. But that will never happen in my lifetime. I'm joking here, okay? I'm joking, folks. But, okay, so anyway, getting back to having more and more apps, the problem I have with the app store is so many apps are not available there for many reasons, like Audio Hijack. Yeah. And you don't have that probably because it has all this inter-app communication that impacts Apple's sandboxing or does screwy things. I don't know. You know, you're, you know about Audio Hijack. Yeah, it's, it's uh, an app like Audio Hijack needs access at a level of the system that, that Mac App Store apps aren't allowed to get, uh, which is why it's not sold there. It's the same thing as like a hard drive inspection program, repair program. Yeah. It's dealing with low-level stuff. And yeah, Apple or, is or doing... most security software. You get security software, but anything that requires... It's not just on-demand scanning, but background scanning, where it's got something operating in the background to monitor yeah. everything. That's where it's prohibited. I think Apple needs to loosen that, though. Not because of security concerns. We understand that. But there ought to be a way that Apple can officially allow an app like Audio Hijack to work within App Store guidelines and not have to do funky things. I'm not sure it's that simple because then you get then you get into the level of exceptions. Exceptions for this developer and why not that developer? And that gets a lot more complicated. I don't mean it that way. I mean, once they do it, anybody can come up with a competitor to Audio Hijack. Yeah, but then they all have to be approved, and I don't. I don't know. Um, you know, it, it opens a sort of a. Um, it, it makes things a little bit more complicated in the fact that you, you trust the one developer to do it, but then the other one's going to do it, and you have to be really careful that they're not taking too much advantage of what they're able to do. Um, it doesn't bother me that much that we don't have access to all the apps. I know it bothers developers because they can't sell all these apps that they would like to sell. Um, in the Mac App Store. And if you're a new Mac user, I suspect it's more difficult because they look at App Store if they're used to the iPhone and they don't necessarily realize you can get your apps elsewhere. Neighbors, some of you have asked me what's the best way to support the Tech Night Out Live. And this is the method, okay? Well, actually, two methods. Let's talk about both of them. The first, of course, is Tech Night Out Plus. That way, we offer you a version of the show free of the network ads with better quality audio. Now, I have a cold this week, but forgetting the cold will all still sound better. Check it out. Go to plus.technightowl.com. That's plus.technightowl.com. Prices start at just $1.49 a week. $4.99 a month. We have one-year, five-year, and lifetime subscriptions. One more thing. We're introducing a new Tech Night Owl store where we'll be offering Apple-related merchandise for your Macs, for your iPhones, for your iPads, etc. Really good stuff. 
The first few items are going up. Go to technightowl.store, technightowl.store for more from the official Tech Night Owl store. Once again, that's the official Tech Night Owl store. Go to technightowl.store for more information and to learn about future product offerings. we got more to come, one more segment with Kirk McElhern. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Owl Live. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Normal blood pressure, naturally. How would that make you feel? I'm Don from New Mexico. Uh, January of 2000, I had a heart attack. Uh, Then my real health began going downhill. I had high blood pressure, diabetes, poor vision. I wasn't sleeping well. I was a mess. Don reports dramatic improvements with heart and body extract. I started taking heart and body extract from within a few days. I started sleeping better. My blood pressure normalized. My diabetes normalized. My sleep improved. Experience these benefits and more when your body heals itself with the assistance of heart and body extract. Order at hbextract.com or call 866-295-5305. That's hbextract.com or call 866-295-5305. And folks, I did not expect this at all. By the seventh, eighth, and ninth day, I saw dramatic improvements from taking heart and body extract. Heart and body extract comes with a 100% ironclad money back guarantee. Details at hbextract.com or call 866-295-5305 for heart and body extract. Do you feel like many of us? All the distractions in the world taking our minds and focus off what really needs to get done day to day? Well, Jeunesse has a dietary supplement called Mind to help with mental distraction and it supports memory function. Go to GCNLife.com now to check it out. You're only at your best when your mind is at its best. Go to GCNLife.com or call toll free 844-443-6637. That's GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation. 
rotation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. Do the letters IRS give you anxiety? I'm Dan Pilla. I've defended people from the IRS for more than 40 years. My book, How to Get Tax Amnesty, created the tax resolution industry and is responsible for helping hundreds of thousands of people. It can help you, too. If you're a non-filer or facing IRS enforcement right now, your case is unique. You need real help, not cookie-cutter advice. My clients get my personal attention. Buy my book at danpilla.com and get a free consultation directly with me. That's danpilla.com. Let's start solving your tax problem right now. We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. Speaking of apps and operating systems, piece you did about the iPad Pro. Apple needs a professional operating system for the iPad Pro to make it more productive. Like offer audio hijack yeah. for iPad. Yeah, one of the one of the problems with the iPad Pro is that Apple's now been running these ads and trying to say how you can do everything you can do on a Mac and it's just not true and there are so many limitations that make it a, a bit complicated. Um, I just did a piece for um, about the split screen and slide over, and these are really complicated gestures that most people won't figure out. They won't know they exist. Um, they won't know how to find out how to do them. Why don't they just put a, an optional tab bar? So you can have five apps open in tabs, and you can switch to them more easily and drag things from one app to a tab and into another one. The iPad is still too simple to do what a lot of people want to do with it. I think you may have seen that little video of how you can create a podcast on your iPad. Well, first of all, you have to have a USB-C microphone or input device, and then they show someone editing a podcast in literally six seconds, and you and I know that editing a podcast is a bigger job than that. Probably not something you can do very easily on an iPad. Uh, you know, you have all these limitations. It's like, what did I need to do if someone sends you a zip archive with some files in it and you need to work with them on the iPad, it, it's not impossible, but you need to go through third-party software to be able to do that. And there are all sorts of limitations like that that prevent it from being as flexible as you would want. You know, simply speaking, yes, it's not hard to connect a microphone to your iPad. Now I want to mix it with Skype audio. What do I do? Exactly. Now, I guess in theory, you can just capture everything from the Skype audio, both ends of the yeah, conversation. Yeah, but that's not how we edit podcasts, because, you know, I just talked over you there, and you may not want to have me talking over you. It's not how we do it. I mean, I don't use any, I've never tried any of these services, but there are um, services you can use where everyone involved in the podcast connects to a website, and it records the discrete tracks, and you can edit, and it can host your podcast and all that. And that's probably a better solution than working on an iPad. You need to work with files when you're doing a podcast. You need to work with files when you're um, doing certain types of, 
um, other projects. And it's just too much of a problem on the iPad. Well, in this show, as an example, I've mentioned this before. We do a show with 12 discrete segments. The network takes the 12 segments, inserts the ads or the links to the ads, and puts them out on their network. Okay, I'm sending them 12 files. Now, these files have to be timed down to a tenth of a second. So I always record a few seconds over so I can clean it up a little bit. So like an 8 minute and 50 second segment, which is what this will be. When it's done, I'll record nine minutes. Yeah. A few seconds to clean things up. Overlaps, things like that. I don't see myself doing that on an iPad. I think you could do it with the right software and the right operating system and Apple allowing for some additional communication between apps. Yeah, and, and that's not the case. And, and these limitations, because originally the whole point of the iPad and, and the iPhone before that was that you don't see files. And this is laudable in some ways, in fact, for the way most people work. But some people do need files, and you can't pretend that this is a computing device that is usable by pros for pro workflows if they can't access files. We, we have not reached the point where everything we need is an object that you can just copy from someplace and paste into another. Yeah, we can have that kind of thing. That, that kind of behavior cannot be allowed. Yes, I think Apple needs to really, really seriously rethink the operating system, iOS, how it interacts with the iPad, what they need to do to stop putting handcuffs on people. Yeah, it's, I mean, I think that the iPad could be, it, it could replace a laptop for some people. They want it to replace a laptop for more people. But let's be honest, given the price of a, of a 12.9-inch iPad Pro today, you're better off spending your money on a MacBook Pro or even a, a MacBook Air because of the much better flexibility. Um, it's not that much heavier to buy a laptop because uh, the 12.9-inch, the is it's, it's a nice display. It's large, but it is relatively heavy. You're not going to replace one with another. It's going to be that the tablet is for some people and the laptop is for others. And there are people who all their work is text and spreadsheets and images, and they're not editing and they're not creating complicated documents, and they can work on an iPad. You know, if you're a, an average businessman, um, you've got your Google Docs or your Microsoft 365 files on your iPad, you've got your email and your Slack and your Facebook and anything else, you don't really necessarily need a laptop anymore. Uh, one thing I would point out is if you do know how to type relatively quickly, you're better off with a laptop because a laptop keyboard is going to be a lot better. Uh, I, I touch type and, you know, any uh, any of these keyboards that come on the cases with iPads, you, you can't really type as quickly uh, as you can on a laptop. I have tried a number of keyboards for an iPad. Never found one I could work with. The ones that Apple sells, you're, you've got this, what, cloth, keys, yeah. key tops. It's ridiculous. You can't type fast. In fact, I found it easier to type on the one for the smaller iPad Pro. The 12.9-inch version, it was impossible to use because I kept missing the space bar. That's just me, but Apple knows better, don't they? Well, but they're not making that for people who type a lot. And that's what I said. If you type a lot, you need a laptop. It's, it's, it's a keyboard designed for typing. Um, th every once in a while, I actually turn off my iMac and type something on my iPad 
I put it on a stand and I use a, a Bluetooth keyboard. Um, I use either one of Apple's Magic Keyboards or um, a, what's that brand? You know, the brand that makes all the keyboards. Can't think of it right now. Matthias? Um, sorry? Matthias? No, no, no. The the, the one that makes um, the Anyway, um, so I have a couple of Bluetooth keyboards and I can pair them to my iPad. Um, the, Logitech. The idea of having a keyboard, Logitech? Logitech, yes, Logitech. So the, the idea of having a keyboard attached to the iPad is a problem because that means that the keyboard is inferior because it has to fit in that smaller space. And also, it means that the keyboard is too close to the iPad. Uh, it's, it's good if you're in a limited space like on an airplane, but otherwise, it's not very good ergonomically to work like that. Well, the question would be here, if Apple's going to market this as a PC alternative, they got to think a lot of things. Not that they're going to do everything we want, but they may have to think about how do they add more functionality. Listen to the people who don't use an iPad and see if they can persuade them to do it with the proper changes. Or just accept that it's not for everyone and don't try to pretend that it can be a computer. Hey, Kirk McElhern, we're out of time. Tell the listeners where they can get more of your stuff. You can come to my website at kirkville.com where um, I write original articles and link to pretty much everything else I publish elsewhere. Kirk McElhern, thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Thanks for having me, Gene. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. USA Radio News with Wendy King. The partial government shutdown is over for the time being. We have reached a deal to end the shutdown and reopen the federal government. All in favor say aye. Aye. Within hours, Congress voted to fund the government through mid-February and issue back pay to hundreds of thousands of government employees. Only one day before, the president was vowing to hold firm for border wall money. We have to have border security. We have to have a wall in order to have border security. You cannot have border security without a wall. Democratic leader Chuck Schumer explains where there is some compromise. There are many of us who don't like the wall. It is expensive, ineffective, but there are many other kinds of border security that both Democrats and Republicans can agree upon, and I think we'll be able to agree and avoid another shutdown. 
You're listening to USA Radio News. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 800-871-3291. 800-871-3291. Again, that's 800-871-3291. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please, don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-213-9264 Call right now before it's too late. 800-213-9264 What's going to happen next? You never know when you're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. We have Josh Centers of Tidbits joining us, and we have a lot of topics on the table I want to get started right away. So first of all, I don't know if you were a member or not, but we know that Google introduces new services and products and most of them are discontinued because they never catch on they're kind of experiments i mean gmail made it certainly android made it but certainly if android hadn't taken off you'd never hear from it again now we have google plus that is disappearing in the wake of a security problem that they didn't tell us about what's going on josh uh, apparently there was uh, what was it like an api issue and uh, it caused uh, some account info to be leaked and uh, Google responded by, well, first they tried to hush it up. And then uh, when it came out, they uh, they just announced they're shutting the service down entirely because not enough people are using it. But I wonder here, if they didn't have the security problem, would they have gone that far? Maybe it cost them too much to fix it? Yeah, I think I think they were just bored with it and they've been bored with it. You you hinted at it uh, in your intro there, Gene. They, uh, they create all these uh, different services. They get bored with them. Sometimes, even if they're successful, like I think Google Reader was fairly successful and they got bored with that and shut it down. You know, I think it's just an excuse to shut it down and save as much face as possible. But you know, the fact is, Google Plus was a 
total failure. And furthermore, it's not that they're failing in the social space. I would argue that YouTube is, uh, you know, one of the biggest social networks out there, if you want to look at it that way. So, I mean, uh, they're barking up the wrong tree in the first place. It also makes things confusing because everything Google has has tons of features that nobody understands or uses. I mean, I have Gmail. I got a Gmail account probably within the first couple of weeks it was available in beta four. But I dare say most people never use the features it offers. Yeah, that's probably accurate. Um, you know, I mean, even now, uh, you know, I'm not even sure I use a lot of the features it offers. And because Gmail offers a lot of features. Right. But most of those are only available if you actually use the web interface. If you just add it as yet another account in one of your email apps, such as Apple Mail or Outlook for Windows, you never see them. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, well, if you use it as a... And, and I've said this for years. Um, if you want to use an IMAP client, if you want to use, say, like Apple Mail or Outlook or whatever, Gmail is not for you. Gmail is best taken advantage of uh, in a web browser. And, and, you know, for that matter, its IMAP interface is terrible, too. If you want a good IMAP uh, experience, sign up for FastMail or, you know, some other dedicated service. Uh uh, Gmail is not good at IMAP. Gmail is good at webmail. So, um, and personally, I, I've been switching back more to using the Gmail webmail interface. I've been on IMAP through FastMail for a while. And, and I think that's fine. But, you know, I think trying to do both, you're just kind of, you're hobbling yourself. Well, in my case, and certainly I'm an example of none, I just set up the accounts as IMAP, all my email accounts, go back and forth and treat them the same and depend on the email client to provide the features I need. If you have to bifurcate yourself, what a word that is. If you have to split between two different types of email, yeah, it gets old after a while. Sure. Then again, I I, uh... get old after a while. But anyway, with Google+, Plus, first they tried to force it on you. You sign up with anything from Google, they used to get on Google+. Mm -hmm. It never really distinguished itself from Facebook. I don't, you know, I don't really know what uh, caused it to fail. You know, a lot of people say it was too complicated, and uh, that might be true. But so is Facebook. Facebook's very complicated these days. Um, you, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think anyone really knows what makes a social network work or not work. All we know for right now is that Twitter and Facebook have both firmly entrenched themselves in those spaces. And honestly, I'm not even sure how long, uh, you know social networking in that form will last. I've seen uh, a lot of disengagement from Twitter lately and um, quite a bit from Facebook too. You know, there's a lot of people I know who they don't tweet like they used to. They're not on Facebook like they used to. They're, they're going on and doing other things. So, you know, it, it could just be the f- uh, case that, uh, you know, that was a bump in a road onto something else. Uh, but now, you know, I, I've been uh, doing a lot of YouTube stuff lately on my YouTube channel and I see a lot of engagement there. Um, at all levels. So, you know, I'm, I'm wondering if more people aren't spending more time with video and uh, that isn't, uh, you know, what we're seeing here. And, and also possibly another reason why Google just shuttered uh, Plus entirely because it's kind of pointless at this point. Well, certainly YouTube is doing so well. YouTube is really a success. One of Google's most successful products, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. Number one, it can actually bring money in because they also have a TV subscription service. So that certainly helps. And 
Google Plus couldn't. But even if you look at Facebook, every few weeks now, there's some kind of security thing going on. And that will discourage people from using Facebook. Twitter, okay, we have the interactions when certain people in the White House make controversial statements. And that has propped up Twitter. But I think without that, and once that gets old and has to get old after a while, Twitter will become tiresome. So what is the next thing? We have YouTube. It's been around for a while. What's the next great thing? I mean, how many years ago was it that we had MySpace? That was a big thing. The bee's knees. Right. But MySpace didn't last nearly as long as uh, Facebook and Twitter have. It was it was very much a bump in the road. Facebook and to a lesser degree, Twitter have a lot more staying power. So I, mean, I don't think Facebook's going anywhere anytime soon. I don't want to give anyone that idea. Um, nor do I think Twitter is either, because I think even if Twitter isn't super successful financially. I think uh, there's enough uh, powerful interests that one keep it going that you know they'll find some way but um i'm starting to see facebook and twitter is um um of a certain generation if if you can follow me there you know like just like uh certain websites you know or of a certain generation of the web and you know then the next generation of users uh you know is on something else entirely what about your kid youtube uh, youtube constantly that's it, uh-huh. that's, it. Okay. that's all youtube well, I have to ask my wife to come over here and tell us what she uses. I think mostly Facebook. She uses Facebook. She goes on YouTube. That pretty, yeah, that's pretty much it. She says Facebook mostly. And she, of course, is into animal rights, so she has a lot of activity over there for that. And that's worked mm-hmm. out well for her. The problem she sees, though, is she signs up for a couple of groups. And then suddenly her email's got thousands of messages she can't keep up with. So probably she's going to have to divest herself of some of those. But that's the other issue, too. It's very easy to have clutter on Facebook if you follow too many things. Sure. Yeah, and Facebook, um, you know, it started off as, you know, just for college students. And now it's become... Uh, it, you know, kind of a normie <laughs> service, for lack of a better word. And and I, I've noticed the user base is uh, is old, a lot older than it used to be. Um, so, uh, you know, that, that, it kind of seems to be the natural progression for a lot of these um, websites and uh, online services. You'll start off with, a you know, with, you know, your more younger users. And then over time, the, the base ages and then something new comes along that, you know, we'll, we'll see if that that uh remains true or not now it's interesting youtube because it seems like youtube is just kind of for everybody i mean there's something you know, unless youtube is just outright banned your community um you, you know everyone's got a little something going on with youtube and i've used youtube to follow um tech stuff to follow you know gaming um blacksmithing you know hunting and camping things like that so i mean uh you, you know google's really tapped into something powerful there um well, the one thing that's nice about YouTube is that you can catch maybe a sketch on The Tonight Show or from Saturday Night Live that you miss because they'll, they'll put it up there. And that's one thing. Or a segment about a TV show or an interview with somebody that you'd like to know about. We've got more to come. Social networks, and then we're getting into Apple's TV programming with Josh Centers of Tidbits on the Tech Night Out Live.
listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. The United States of Empire is a book that claims the United States is the empire of the world. George Washington had warned us against foreign wars. The United States of Empire shows that World Wars I and II left England broken. Its former colony, the U.S., had to save the empire. Was there ever a vote? Who do we fight for? The deep state began with World War I. The United States of Empire by James Dunn. Available at Amazon Books. By now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blockit Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. Anytime, any place, anywhere. Radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? $92,000. Ouch. And the IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how'd it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. (laughs) I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes... Take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax management hotline now. 800-503-8625. 800-503-8625. 800-503-8625. 
hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. What are you listening to? The Tech Night Isle Live with Gene Steinberg. What's going to happen next? You never know. So, Josh, I think that's the thing about YouTube is if you have it set up right, it becomes another TV channel. And I think it can take attention away from your normal pay TV, except that YouTube also offers a pay TV service. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's sort of confusing. And I was making a video the other day. I got confused on this because there's um, uh, there's YouTube TV and then there's YouTube. What do they call it now? YouTube Plus it used to be called YouTube Red. It's uh, <laughs> it's just kind of confusing. Yeah, and, and Apple's talking about getting into this space. We're not quite. I'm not quite sure what Apple's planning yet. I mean, we do know they've been picking up some shows, um, and the rumor mill seems to indicate that the, I guess the idea is to give away some of this content or maybe all this content for free through the TV app. I guess that would be a way to encourage people to, you know, buy Apple TVs and, you know, get into the TVOS, uh, you know, ecosystem. I don't know. Uh, I mean, nothing they've announced so far sounds uh, has sounded very interesting to me. Is, is anything sounding interesting to Eugene? You know, I'm sure I ain't watching uh, Planet of the Apps or whatever. Well, none of the things they had, Planet of the Apps and the Carpool Karaoke. I like the one they did with Paul McCartney, by the way. I don't know if that was ever broadcast there, but I looked at the original one that they put up on YouTube. And that was very good. That was very good to see McCartney, except they had him do a concert in liverpool which is nice but i think we all have to agree this guy is a brilliant musician he plays what 40 instruments or something i mean there's hardly an instrument he doesn't play and many of them he plays extremely well the problem with him is that his voice is really raw he's been abusing that voice that great voice for many many years so that's it by the way i'm going to talk to you in a second about youtube tv since we're mentioning that before we go back to apple Okay? Okay. Okay. This is cable-free live TV, they call it, YouTube TV, $40 a month. And I check for Phoenix, and they have a list of stations there. And I'm looking to see if they have the locals. They seem to have the locals. They have CWTV. They have Fox. They have CBS, ABC, NBC. They have a good selection of cable channels like BBC America, so I can watch Jody Whitaker as Doctor Who. And most of the stations that we like are on here. And of course, they offer additional networks, which I assume is an additional fee, like Stars for $9 a month. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking for HBO. There's Showtime for $11 a month. That's good. It's often $15 a month. NBA League Pass, $40 a month. And there was a review they're quoting from Wall Street Journal, YouTube TV is now the top internet TV contender. I think the real question is bandwidth with all these services. 
all these services. Does your ISP restrict your bandwidth? If you do, and you got a 4K TV set, you know, it's going to cause some problems for you eventually. So that's the concern that I have with regard to YouTube TV. But actually, if I'm looking at it, $40 a month, it looks like a pretty decent deal. It has, like I said, almost all the stations that I would watch. In fact, all of them. I'm looking at this thing. That $40 gives me every single station I like. I very seldom would want Showtime or HBO. There's not enough on there. I'm going to watch Ray Donovan and get Showtime for two months. You know, I, I don't watch a lot of terrestrial live TV these days, but, um, you know, I have all these services. I think YouTube TV is by far the best one, uh, at least in, in my area, the Nashville viewing uh, area. It has all the local channels. I don't think any of the other services have all of them yet, or at least all the major ones. You know, we've got a bunch of oddball ones that no one cares about. But, um, yeah, I, I just I don't tend to you know go into things like that. But yeah, for forty bucks a month, you get a pretty good selection. You know, uh, sports news, like, you know, and that's really uh, I think you know the only real reason you'd even want to use a service like that, sports and news, and that they they do pretty well on both fronts. One of the things I learned about motel living, where you have a TV set with a thick selection of channels, and you have no choice how few I need. It's basically the local TV stations the broadcast stations, and maybe five others. Mm-hmm. If I could get the local stations and five others, like USA Network, Sci-Fi Channel, BBC America, maybe TNT and ION, and that's pretty much it. In fact, I'm looking to see if they got some. Oh, they do have Sci-Fi on YouTube. If somebody yeah. comes up with a package like that, and it doesn't have to be $40 a month, it could be $20 a month. If someone comes up with a package like that, I really think that I could live with it. It's really inexpensive, and I think most people can. You learn sometimes how to do without, because the way it's been done in recent years, 300 channels and nothing to watch. Why do I need 300 channels when all I need is 10? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, there's not a lot I, wa- I watch anymore, um, really. Uh, I, I play <laughs> Lately, I play more video games. You know, when I have free time to do stuff or... You know, I, I try to read with the family or, um, you know, we watch a lot of YouTube and stuff now. Like my kid watches tons of YouTube. My wife has usually got an audio book going on. You know, I'll, I'll a video game or, you know, I'll read to him or, you know, I mean, every now and then, you know, like, uh, I mean, there's some movies my kid will watch over and over and over again, like the Avengers. And you know, this is kind of our, our uh, viewing habit. You know, it's a lot different than it was in the, in the 1980s and the 1990s when, oh, hey, it's, you know, it's time for Seinfeld or Frasier or whatever. And, uh, you know, uh, everyone gather around the television. It's uh, it's just a totally different era. Well, these days, your usual TV shows get a much, much lower audience. Half what they had just a few years ago. Because there's so much attention for your time. Also, what the advertisers look at is the overnights and the live plus three. That means people time-shifting on their DVRs, say, three days later. The advertisers yeah. consider that. And the reason the advertisers consider that is that represents the real, regular, dedicated audience. Others watch it online, like I like the CWTV superhero shows. But where I am now, I might want to watch something else when they're on. So I can go to CWTV.com, and I can watch the stream 
and I could do it on my 27-inch iMac, which is pretty decent if I'm sitting close to it. Everything I miss, it's got commercials, but it's like on demand. It's not like some services like BBC America that require you to be a user of a specific service. You have to log into your Cox account or DirecTV or Xfinity or something in order to watch that. NBC didn't. So, for example, when they had that detective thing that was on anyway they had that that detective show for summer and i could watch it without having to log into anything i think that's better when they do things like that they make it easier they've got the commercials on okay they've got the commercials on so the advertisers are being satisfied maybe with some cable outlets they look at it this way look that they're charging cable providers to get those channels so if you can see them online free why bother to pay for them but the tv thing is got to change with all the streaming stations we have the warner one coming up and we've got disney and we've got the dc comics streaming thing and now apples i want to talk to you about this in more detail we got those apple shows I'm not impressed with most of them, but I like to see like the foundation TV series based on the Isaac Asimov sprawling novel. Nobody's tried that before. I don't know about the reboot of Amazing Stories, the Steven Spielberg anthology from the 80s. But maybe two or three of those shows I'd like to watch. Apple, supposedly, according to this published report, you can tell me if you have a different opinion. It's going to offer them free, and then it's going to be a new TV app. I assume eventually available for the Mac, too, but with iOS devices. You watch it through the TV app. Of course, you then need an Apple TV, obviously, to watch it. You then need a new TV app in order to watch it. And then, as I guess kind of be like Amazon Instant Video in one way, where... You will have the content, which is free for Amazon Prime members. And then you will be able to get some premium channels for an extra fee, like an in-app purchase, that sort of thing. Am I correct about that? That's the rumor. Yeah, you know, something like that. Uh, you know, my thought is they'll probably have some teasers that will be free. And, you know, you know they're going to try to charge you for it somehow. They're not just going to give you free uh, TV shows to watch. I mean, I could be wrong, but that doesn't sound like... Uh, that's not Tim Cook's Apple, because right now Apple's all about uh, getting that services revenue up uh, every quarter. So, yeah, you're, uh, my bet would be you're paying for that stuff. <laughs> How we've, much? Got jo- we've, got, we've got Josh Sanders of Tidbits. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. 
It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Hi, I'm Kelly Cook, Chief Marketing Officer for Kmart and Sears. Every baby deserves the best possible start, but not all babies get one. March of Dimes is changing that. You can help us lead the fight for the health of all moms and babies. Join me and Kmart to March for Babies. Let's raise funds and be champions for families near and far. Together, we are building a brighter future. Sign up for Kmart's team today at marchforbabies.org. Many people believe they don't control their own destiny. Let them continue just getting by while you make the choice to do something about your future. Imagine working from home, earning the income you deserve. Just visit startlivingyoung.com and click on the Be Your Own Boss tab. Discover Juness, a state-of-the-art global health company with over a billion a year in sales. They'll provide all the tools you need to succeed. Visit startlivingyoung.com today and click on the Be Your Own Boss tab. Your destiny awaits at startlivingyoung.com. Welcome back to the Tech Night Out Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Okay, so your take is that the TV shows, you're going to have to pay for them. On the other hand, you could look at them as a lost leader initially to bring an audience into this app and then ultimately charge for extra services. In the meantime, they make money from their cut from the in-app purchases. So there's that possibility also. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's different ways they can go with this. Yeah, I guess we'll see. It's, it's like I said, like uh, yeah, the only thing they have interesting so far is the, the Isaac Asimov series. Uh, and they're going to have, oh, what was the other one you mentioned? Uh, Oh yeah, amazing stories. Which hey, I love the original one, but uh, I, I don't know how this new one will turn out. I mean, I mean, based on what Apple's produced so far, I'm just not super excited. Um, and, and yeah, they, they need to have some way to have this stuff on the Mac. You know, I was just complaining yesterday um, on Twitter about how terrible iTunes is, and like iTunes is constantly launching itself, and it's just bad. It sucks, and I hate it. <laughs> I wish they would replace it already, and maybe that's what uh. This um oh, oh what's the code name the Marzipan uh, you know moving the iOS apps to the Mac maybe that's what's ultimately leading to but you know in the segment before yours we had a gentleman from Windows Central mm-hmm. and he was talking about how bad iTunes is for Windows then again Microsoft has nothing better so it's that kind of thing it's great it's a horrible thing iTunes and no insult to Jeffrey Robin one of the creators of iTunes, a friend of mine. Although I haven't talked to him in years because he can't say anything to me anymore because he works for Apple. It's the application you love to hate, but what is there out there that's better than iTunes? Literally anything. <laughs> I mean, I mean, okay, let's break it down. Here's the thing. What are you comparing iTunes to now? Because uh, the problem is iTunes is everything. You know, back when like, 
I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, whenever iTunes was a fairly simple music app, it was great because it was, it was fast. It was relatively simple. Uh, I, I loved iTunes back then. But now it's like, okay, if I want to watch video, I would rather go, I don't know, literally anywhere like Netflix or Hulu or, or Amazon or anywhere because it's, it's bad for that. Um, for music, I mean... Just for streaming music, I'd rather go to Spotify because at least Spotify doesn't have all the other garbage attached to it. Um, now, for um, managing my own music, there is a program. Uh, let's see. Let me make sure it's still a thing before I mention it. Yeah, there's a there's an app we reviewed in tidbits a while ago. I don't think Kirk McElhern liked it very much, but it's called Vox, and it's uh, it's a relatively simple uh, music app uh, for the app, and it's uh, the basic version is free. Now, now for ripping CDs and stuff like that, iTunes used to be great. I could probably find better things now. Uh, for sharing stuff to my Apple TV, I don't even use iTunes for that anymore. I'll, I use Plex. Plex is much better. So, so to answer, <laughs> so to answer your question, what's better than iTunes? Literally everything. It's there. There are parts of it, you know, lots, large swaths of it are largely out of date. And what isn't out of date is a is a mess. It's just a disaster. And and there's so many old crappy features all clustered together like I, you know okay so people uh, so i know some people still use it to back up their ios devices at tidbits we don't even recommend that anymore because they're like itunes backups are so broken now because apple clearly isn't paying much attention uh to that side of things uh we say just use icloud i mean there's, there's no part of itunes that that i would say works best in class and it's such a behemoth and, and the maddening thing is apple doesn't address it at all I mean, I mean they, they've rearranged some stuff on it. It's a little better than it was a version or two ago. You know, they brought back the sidebar, you know, and, and, you know, and, and good for that. But uh, they don't otherwise they just kind of act like it's not there. They won't, it's not even like they'll say, oh, yeah, iTunes is still great. There's no problem. They just don't talk about it. A Apple has some real issues there. And I think until they uh, address that, I, I kind of question their TV efforts. I would much rather hear rumors about they're rethinking iTunes. They're rewriting iTunes. They're killing iTunes. Then about uh, you know they're in talks with Gwyneth Paltrow to uh, you know make sliding doors a TV show. You know, <laughs> I would much rather hear about them fixing this stuff. I worry about talking to Gwyneth Paltrow about anything. I worry about a TV show featuring Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston. Now Reese Witherspoon understand won an Oscar, okay, for playing. June Carter Cash in that movie that yeah, Walk the Line. Walk the Line with what's his name? Joaquin Phoenix, who is now playing what the the Joker? Yeah, one of them. One it's like this is a thing here. It's like they have what, five jokers now? Yeah, I don't know. Like the grab Jared Leto will still be the Joker, and then uh the other guy will also be a Joker. And I don't know, maybe they'll have a third Joker at the same time. Maybe they'll just have a movie that says nothing but Jokers. <laughs> it's, it'll be entitled The Jokers on You. Yeah, yeah. If you pay, if you pay a ticket for this crap, it, the, the joke is on you. <laughs> I've seen enough of these DC movies. <laughs> I like Man of Steel, though it became too violent towards the end. I didn't dislike Batman v Superman. I felt that Justice League was screwed up. They really screwed it up. I think that they wanted to make it too short, the running time. They made it, I think it had to be two hours, according to Warner Brothers. And I think if they fleshed it out, 
like another half hour, 40 minutes, it would have been a better film. And now they're saying, is there a Zack Snyder cut? They want to see that. So now we're hearing that Henry Cavill as Superman is going to be history. And yeah, he's playing Bond. Do you think that Henry Cavill is going to play Bond? I think he'd be good at it because he played a spy and apparently did very well in the last Mission Impossible movie, Fallout. He also played in Man From U.N.C.L.E. Yes, I think he has the look to be Bond. Yeah, yeah. And he's about the right age. He's 35 now. There's one more film with Daniel Craig. So by the time they do another film, it's three years from now. He's 38. And that would be a good thing. Yeah, he's he's the right age. I mean, yeah, he, I, you know, yeah, to, totally could be Bond. But he's we also think- going to be in the Witcher series on Netflix. So I don't know. I don't know how I'm sure they could work that out somehow. Now, remember here that Sean Connery was in his early 30s when he first did Bond. We forget that. Yeah, but he looked like he was 50. People looked like older back then. <laughs> Is that what it is? They looked older back then? I, I think I, it's just the way he he had the look that conveyed a person probably in his 40s. I don't I think, think I, 50s. I mean, I, once he was in his 50s, you can say, okay, this guy's in his 50s. In his early 30s, he looked like he could play 40s. I think it was all the cigarettes. <laughs> People smoked a lot back then. They, they all looked a lot older. But you remember the first film, Dr. No?, yeah, they star the trend that Felix Leiter, the CIA agent, was always almost played by a different actor in every movie. And I guess part of the reason is in the first movie, Doctor No, Jack Lord was Felix Leiter, the CIA agent. What did he do after that movie? He it's went Hawaii Five O, right? Or yeah, Steve McGarrett in Hawaii Five O for like twelve years. So. You never know. We don't want to talk about all that old stuff. So anyway, Apple, whatever they're going to do, they're going to do it. There's a report here, I guess, all the sales reports of PCs from IDC and Gartner indicate a decent level drop, another drop in sales for the Mac. And again, they're blaming that on the lack of new models so far this year. And maybe that's true. But the other PC makers seem to be doing better. And I don't know what major new products are coming from Dell and HP. I barely know what products they have out now. So we'll think about that. Let me just remind you that the very best way on planet Earth to support the Tech Night Owl Live is to sign up for Tech Night Owl Plus. Go to plus.technightowl.com, plus.technightowl.com for more details. We've got Josh Centers of Tidbits. You go to tidbits.com and you can see what they're up to. We don't talk about it very much. A really good weekly newsletter. It's been around since the early 90s. It's good stuff. Good stuff. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Owl Live. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. 
And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. It happens more often than we can imagine. In my case, I was sitting at home, and out of nowhere, I just started feeling uncomfortable. Then it got worse, and I started perspiring. I tried to ignore it, but I waited too long. The chest pain came as we were driving to the hospital emergency. I felt my life clock begin to tick. I barely survived. There was lots of damage done to my heart. What do I do now? I was lucky. I took a leap of faith and tried a seven herb formula with hawthorn, garlic, cayenne, and more called Extendivite. Herbs have been used for thousands of years to keep us healthy. If you're not using Extendivite as a preventative supplement, maybe it's time to start. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendivite. By now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blockit Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented MyPillow, I wanted it to where you can move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. MyPillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I started fighting the IRS over 40 years ago when they tried to seize my mother's house. I sued the IRS and won. I beat the IRS then, and I've been beating them ever since. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I've helped thousands of people deal with tax problems they thought might never be solved. I can help you too. If you owe taxes you can't pay, don't wait another day. There's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. 
If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. So riddle me this, Josh Centers. I had to say that. <laughs> okay. Is the drop-off of Mac sales to any extent due to the lack of new models? And why do we have that sensitivity with Macs, but maybe not so much for Windows? I think it's two things. This was actually brought up in, in the Tidbits talk uh, board earlier. To me, it's pretty simple. Uh, window, the quality of, of Windows machines has skyrocketed. Uh, also, the price of Macs has skyrocketed. You know, uh, right here I have my uh, 2016 MacBook Pro, and it's it's an all right laptop, I guess, but uh, it ended up costing about $2,500 after I got the dongles I needed for it, and even then I still needed an extra hub later, uh, and, and Apple Care and all that, so super expensive. I, I mean, to get a Mac these days, you're either getting really outdated hardware or you're spending a small fortune, and sometimes both. You know, okay, the iMac Pro is five thousand dollars. That's a super niche uh, uh, product. Uh, the MacBook Pro, you know, th- those aren't at all cheap. Uh, the MacBook Air, you know, used to kind of be, you know, the common man's uh, Apple laptop, but it's woefully out of date. Uh, the base MacBook is just crap. I mean, honestly, you know. So uh, you have the iMac, the twenty-seven inch iMac. I think is a good machine, but most people want portability. Um, or if you want a desktop, you know, most people who want desktops anymore. They, um, they're kind of on the nerdy side and they really just build their own. You know, if you've used a windows laptop recently, they're pretty good. You know, it's not like it was even just five years ago. I, you know, I walk into electronic stores every now and then like a Best Buy or something. I, I play with all the machines. Uh, the track pads are up to Apple quality now. You know, uh, it's, it's totally standard in an $800 windows laptop to see a glass, tr- a big glass track pad. Uh, the keyboards are are pretty high quality, which which especially is a big thing, uh, considering how kind of lousy they are in the newer MacBook Pros. And Windows 10 is actually pretty good, and the security issues aren't quite as bad as they used to be. I mean, it's it's not quite as worry free as the Mac. But on the other hand, you have so many uh, crazy security features in the Mac now that uh, it could be hard to even get your work done. Like I was just trying to install. Some software here a minute ago, uh, VirtualBox from Oracle, totally legitimate application. And I had to go through system preferences and and uh, <laughs> t- tell you know t- uh, hit a switch before I could even install it. Otherwise, the installer failed. So uh, you know the and that's basically the calculus here is that the the quality of the of the PC world has has skyrocketed. You know, in the past, especially in the past couple of years, uh, the quality of the Mac has declined, and meanwhile, uh, the price of the PC has stayed about where it's been, if not gotten cheaper, uh, at least for the quality level. And then uh, the Mac's getting more and more expensive. So I think it's just that simple. I mean, you have to really be a hardcore Apple person now, or have a professional interest to uh, get want to get a Mac. So what does Apple do about that? I don't think they care. I, I I think they're they're exactly where they want to be. I don't think they care how, you know, how many they're selling relative to HP or Dell or whoever. What they care about is will people spend three thousand dollars on a laptop from us? Uh, you, you know, that's that's really where Apple wants to be. They, they've made that very clear. Uh, you, you know, they've moved about all the units they probably think they're ever going to move. So now it's like, well, you know, how much can we charge for those products? So that's where they're at. You know, they're they're very much uh, not in the mass 
market, at least um, on the end of things, uh, you know, they, they, they'd rather be the uh, profitable niche. So, you know, that's just, uh, that's just where they're at now. Now the question is, is if those, um, they keep those high dollar users around. Cause if someone's spending $3,000 on a laptop, uh, you know, they're going to be, they're going to have some certain things they want. And if uh, Apple can't deliver, then uh, there's going to be a problem. Well, certainly with the iPhone prices have gone up, there's no longer a $349 iPhone SE. The cheapest model is what the six at the seven, right? The iPhone seven mm-hmm. is still available for $449. And then the iPhone 8 is 549 And then the iPhone 10R. I'm confused with the new iPhones. The naming doesn't work for me. Yeah, there's like the XR, the XS. I guess it's supposed to be 10R or 10S. No, no one's saying that. The iPhone 10S. I call it the iPhone XS and the iPhone XR. <laughs> they just got to deal with that. I'm looking at Apple right now and pricing. So the 8 is $599. The 8 Plus is $699. And the 10R, do I have it right? It's not listed yet because it's not available for pre-order. So I don't know what to say about this. Learn more about the 10R. And the question I have if we're going to talk about iPhones. Is the 10R going to really become the sales leader? Because it's got, Mm -hmm. what, 95% or 98% of everything offered in the 10S and the 10S Max. Do people need that 5%, the multiple lenses for the camera, the OLED display, etc.? You know, that uh, I, I couldn't tell you if that's going to be the big seller, but that's the one I would recommend someone to buy if they wanted to uh, buy a new iPhone. That's the one I would go for these days. Yeah, totally. Because, um, no, I personally, I'm sticking with my 10, and part of that is I want to have a test device to keep around, and um, I need to have the 3D touch stuff, again, just so I can write about it, but... I think 3 Touch is largely useless. Apple seems to be agreeing with that. The, the, the XR keeps the best part of 3 Touch. It keeps that haptic feedback, which now that's great. You know, who cares about pressing into the screen? But the haptic feedback is great. So, yeah, the XR has got all the good stuff. Now, but it'll be cur- I'll be curious to see if more people go for the XR or for the Google Pixel 3 because, um, you know, the, the, big, the big thing they seem to be competing on there is camera. And uh, they both kind of use the same setup where they have a, a single rear camera and it's using computational tricks to uh, to get additional effects out of it. Uh, I think Google is going to beat Apple on that front. Now, whether they beat them in sales or not, who knows? But um, the, they definitely have a compelling competitor there. Yeah, but the Pixel has never sold well at all. They only sell a small number of those Pixels. And even Samsung's having problems pushing... The galaxies these days, sales are not that great. Samsung is making good profits, selling parts to Apple. Really? Uh, I'm sorry, what was that now? Samsung is not doing mm-hmm. so well with the mobile phones, the Galaxy series. They're emphasizing, shall we say, the real, real expensive ones. And they're not doing as well as Apple's. 
On the other hand, Samsung is making a killing selling parts to Apple. Mm-hmm. Selling them all sorts of things, and their, and their component division is doing very well. And Apple and Samsung buried the hatchet as far as the legal actions are concerned, so it opens up a good opportunity for them. we got more to come with Josh Centers. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Owl Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. You've been hearing Dr. Wallach talking about 90 essential nutrients, keeping the body healthy. GCNteam.com now has Beyond Tangy Tangerine Tablets, 60 plant-derived minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, packed in a powerful tablet. But that's not it. 160,000 auric points, a knockout punch to free radicals. Call 877-878-4203 or go to GCNteam.com. That's 877-878-4203. You may need this herbal tea for relief right away, so write this down, drmillersclinic.com. If you take meds, then suffer stomach distress, constipation, indigestion, acid reflux, and bloating, and nothing else helps, get Dr. Miller's Holy Tea or Super Holy Tea, a cleansing, detoxifying herbal tea, now available at great rates direct from Dr. Miller's office. Call or click 888-660-7039 or drmillersclinic.com. USA Radio News with Wendy King. The partial government shutdown is over for the time being. We have reached a deal to end the shutdown and reopen the federal government. All in favor say aye. Aye. Within hours, Congress voted to fund the government through mid-February and issue back pay to hundreds of thousands of government employees. Only one day before, the president was vowing to hold firm for border wall money. We have to have border security. We have to have a wall in order to have border security. You cannot have border security without a wall. Democratic leader Chuck Schumer explains where there is some compromise. There are many of us who don't like the wall. It is expensive, ineffective. But there are many other kinds of border security that both Democrats and Republicans can agree upon, and I think we'll be able to agree and avoid another shutdown. You're listening to USA Radio News. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 800-871-3291. 800-871-3291. Again, that's 800-871-3291. 
Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper, article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. What are you listening to? The Tech Night Isle Live with Gene Steinberg. What's going to happen next? You never know. Remember also a Samsung, it's a key supplier of OLED displays. I think LG also, Apple's trying to source from them. But if Apple's going to go more and more OLED, they've got to have more supplies. You know, I don't, I don't know how they handle that. You know, over time, they've, uh, they've made different uh, experiments uh, trying to uh, boost uh, suppliers, and it hasn't really worked out. I mean, I, I think what they got right now seems to be a workable strategy. Uh, you have OLED screens in the in the high dollar phones, and then you have um, LCD in the uh, in the base model phones. That seems to that seems to work for them. Well, it really works for Samsung though, don't it? Because Samsung gets both ends of this. They both compete with Apple and also supply for Apple. <laughs> they they have a pretty great business model going on there. And consider this: for most people, if I take an iPhone 10R, which I don't have, obviously, and I put it next to the iPhone 10S, yes, the old LED display is going to have an unlimited viewing angle. Aside from that. For most people, is the picture going to be that different? Uh, I bet the big. I want. I bet one of the big differences is uh, the notch. I bet that notch really sticks out on the uh, LCD screen. Um, you know, but uh, I don't know. For most people, I don't think it's going to make that big of a deal. You know, I, I move uh, between my OLED screen and LCD screens. And, um, I mean, yeah, the, you know, there are some things that look better in my iPhone 10. Like, you know, of course, uh, it does a better job showing blacks. You know black colors uh because uh when it's off it's actually you know black unlike uh an lcd screen where it's a sort of uh really dark gray i guess but you know overall i i don't know it's just a ton of difference and you know like i can watch things on my ipad pro uh and it looks just fine to me so you know i i i think i think most people will be pretty happy with the iphone xr and remember oled is a luxury this doesn't mean that the iphone 10 was the big seller it was but for most people oled's a luxury and there are other technologies being experimented with out there that may be cheap ultimately to bring online it may be because oled's been out quite a while and still even though the prices are down over what they used to be it's still a limited production technology it still costs a fair amount more for the displays than it does for lcd they keep improving lcd 
all the new TV sets get better and better. Yes, if you watch your TV off-axis, there's no comparison. But otherwise, you get a pretty good result. Yeah. You know, I, I just don't see OLED burning things up. You know, it's been, it's been those technologies promised for years. And it's like you said, it'll probably remain just a, a premium feature. There's also a couple of other technologies Apple is involved in testing. So maybe OLED will never grow much beyond where it is now. And part of it is the difficulty of yields, of getting the higher percentage of yields that come out right. The manufacturing difficulty is part of the problem. If they solve that, they could bring the price down because they get more bang for the buck. But right now, that is a big issue. And we'll have to see where that lies. I think Apple, all things being equal, if they could get the OLED displays for similar prices, they go all the way with that. Sure. I mean, (laughs) the whole industry probably would. I think the question I have now about the iPhone is a logical one, which is, Sales are saturated. Other companies are losing out. Like I mentioned Samsung, their sales are down. Apple's sales are flat, but they're making more money because they sell more expensive gear. And certainly they went whole hog with that, with the success of the iPhone 10, having a 10s Max for $100 more means a lot of people are going to want that and figure on the monthly basis, it's only a few dollars a month difference. You know, you get one of these deals, AT&T Next, and there are two plans there with AT&T Next. One is get a phone every year. The other is get it every two years, but pay it off in 30 months. And if you get it for two years, the price difference between the two models isn't that great. In fact, I can give it to you in a second as you continue talking, because I had AT&T site here just to see what, see what I could wish for. Okay. Yeah, we, we always need to wish for things that we don't have right now. But they uh, they get pretty uh expensive. Uh, I'm I mean I'm paying close to sixty bucks a month for my uh, iPhone ten now. Of course that's through Apple, so I got the um uh the uh, the Apple Care Plus and all that. So um you know, but they're uh it's i don't know i it's getting to the point it's a little too expensive for me honestly if i wasn't getting paid to cover this stuff i'd probably be looking at cheaper android phones you know like uh you know well my iphone 10's holding up pretty well unfortunately i tend to uh trash uh phones after a couple of years i use them way too much okay i'm looking at the prices now at&t the basic iphone 10 s Mm-hmm. 64 gigabytes, which most people will find that sufficient, by the way. It's 33 34 a month for a 30-month deal. Remember I told you, you can trade in after two years for a 30-month deal. Okay, that's where you keep it. Now I'm looking mm-hmm. at the other one, the Max. Let's look at Max. Let's see what Max does. So Max, it's only $3 more a month. So if you could pay $33 a month, this is not with any extended warranty. It's not with Square Trade. It's not with Apple Care. It's just the phone. And you want to upgrade every two years. It's 33 and change for the 10, 36 and change for the 10 Max in 64 gigabyte versions. Mm. That's probably not too bad. You're paying 60 because probably a shorter term loan, number one. 
Number two, you've got all the extras. Yeah, yeah. But then I can't afford $36 a month. How about $7 a month? I'll pay $7 a month for an iPhone 10. There you go. 10S Max. I'll pay $7 a month, okay? That's it for me. So what are you buying of the new equipment here? You're buying a new iPhone 10S something? Nope. Nah. I I have the 10. Uh, it it does fine. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have another year to pay it off, and uh, then I'll uh, I'll keep it and uh, keep it around as a test device because my my other test device for i on the iPhone side is an iPhone six, and uh, I doubt I would doubt it supports iOS thirteen. It might that would be good. Um, but it's it's kind of a worn out phone anyway, so I'll have my iPhone 10 as a test device, and then get whatever the new iPhone X 10 whatever is, and uh, go from there. And it really, I don't see a whole lot in the iPhone 10s to um, to draw me away. I understand the camera's really good. Um, you know, I, I might even go to an XR and dial back a bit. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll just have to see how that goes, but yeah, I'm not going to make a decision until, ne- uh, until, uh, next year. What about the Apple watch Four, series four? Uh, you know, that's, that's a little more interesting. Uh, I probably still won't get one. I didn't really get a lot of use out of my original one and now it's kind of worthless because the battery shot and, uh, it, it's already, it doesn't support a uh, watch OS five. So. I mean, I wasn't the kind of guy before to, to buy, a, you know, a $300 watch. Now it's more like a $400 watch or a $500 watch if you, if you want cellular. And, and I don't know, I'm just, I'm not a $500 watch guy. <laughs> I'll tell you, though, with all the people complaining that the Apple Watch wasn't doing well, Apple found its niche, health and fitness. You got the ECG on it which I think is coming later this year. They had to get FDA approval for that. I think a lot of people are buying these things, and insurance companies are offering them as premiums or something, which is really interesting. That's another reason why a lot of people are buying Apple Watches, plus no other smartwatches doing that well. We've got more to come with Josh Centers. I'm Gene Steinberger in the Tech Night Out Live. Listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host. 
First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. You haven't experienced yogurt until you've tried a Mossy, embodying health and flavor in a true whole milk, green-fed dairy beverage. Every sip pays homage to our old-world cows and the ancient culturing methods their milk benefits from. With over 30 probiotics, a Mossy's undeniably nutritious, refined, cultured sensation bolsters your health and awakens your passion for dairy. A Mossy's so good, and you need to try it. Contact your Longevity distributor or call 877-878-4203 or go to GCNteam.com. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the Mineral Doctor. You've heard me talk about 90 for Life for years. 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, 2 fatty acids. You may not know this, that I've actually designed Arthur decks for animals. That's right. Your pets need 90 for Life, too. Get this essential pet product by calling 877-279-9422. That's 877-279-9422. Again, 877-279-9422. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. Hey everyone, Proactive MD has an incredible offer for our radio listeners only. Stay tuned for our exclusive offer that includes a free charcoal pore cleansing brush and free shipping. Proactive MD with prescription strength adapalene can heal and prevent future breakouts. Today, for just $19.95, we're offering listeners the three-piece Proactive MD system with free shipping plus a free gift, the new charcoal pore cleansing brush. Get this exclusive offer by calling now, 1-800-583-8662 or go to Proactive.com and enter promo code radio you heard right proactive md plus free shipping and a free gift the new charcoal pore cleansing brush you'll get all this for just $19.95 and their 60-day money-back guarantee you're guaranteed to get clear and stay clear or you get your money back call now 1-800-583-8662 that's 1-800-583-8662 or go to proactive.com and enter promo code radio again go to proactive.com and enter promo code radio you may need this herbal tea for relief right away so write this down d-r-m-i-l-l-e-r-s clinic.com if you take meds then suffer stomach distress constipation indigestion acid reflux and bloating and nothing else helps get dr miller's holy tea or super holy tea a cleansing detoxifying herbal tea now available at great rates direct from dr miller's office call or click 888-660-7039 or d-r-m-i-l-l-e-r-s clinic.com You're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. So, Apple Watch. 
Don't you think, well, if someone like me, if I had a spare $400 or $500, shouldn't I buy at my advanced age an Apple Watch Series 4 because of its health capabilities and measurements? I mean, you could. It probably wouldn't be the worst thing to buy. Uh, Rich Mogul wrote an article for Tidbits recently. Now, Rich is, among many other things, a, a licensed and trained paramedic. So he has uh, some interesting views on this stuff. And and his take was between the EKG functions and the fall detection functions uh, that this, you know, watch will save lives. Um, as, as sort of, you're kind of in the target market, I guess, Gene, because they're, they're targeting an older crowd and they're also targeting people who'll, who'll wear this kind of stuff. So, um, you know, you'd probably be a good, uh, a good candidate. Uh, I have some family members I might actually buy for, uh, you know, they're not terribly tech phobic, but they could probably also uh, use the features. Uh, there's a lot of people on my wife's side of the family that have uh, atrial fibrillation, which is one of the things that uh, the Apple Watch can pick up on. So, you know, if you have one, of the, if you have a condition like that, that this new Apple Watch is designed to suss out, then uh, probably an easy buy for you if you use an iPhone. I, I, I couldn't help but make the joke, you know, when I was editing Rich's article and, and insert this in here about the, it reminds me of the old Life Alert uh, ads, you know, because the, the Apple Watch can detect if you have a fall and, and call people for you. And, it, you know, back in the um, late 80s to like mid 90s, they had these Life Alert ads on TV with the old lady saying, help, I've fallen and I can't get up. And they, they had like the, I don't know what it was, like some kind of pager you'd wear around your neck and, and it connected to your landline somehow. And you press a button, it'd call 911. You, you know, and all jokes aside, though, that's that's a common thing that that can kill people. Uh, you know, Rich was talking about how, uh, you know, one of his first paramedic calls was a guy who had just, you know, fallen over and he died. And, and if he had an Apple Watch, you know, one of these new Apple Watches, he, he might, you know, might have survived that. I'm sure it'll be a big hit. It's it's definitely out of all the things that Apple announced at that event. I think it's the most interesting. Well, I think here what we're seeing is Apple will probably do better with the Apple Watch in its present marketing than you might have expected because we still have the same situation where sales are going up in double digits every year, so it hasn't reached its potential. It's not going to be like the iPhone at all. But they can sell 50, 75 million a year. Nothing to be ashamed of. No, I mean, uh, it, it'll never be the next iPhone. It'll never replace the iPhone. But um, it's definitely a uh, you know profitable product for them, man. Well, absolutely. I think it's really become something interesting. And I think when it was introduced... Apple conveyed the impression they were looking for a place to put it in terms of marketing. And they started as something as expensive jewelry. Okay, this is going to be jewelry. But then, of course, when someone buys an expensive watch, like a Brian Chaffin, for example, from Mac Observer, he's going to spend three, four grand or something for a watch and keep it for 10 years. It's not going to be like you buy a little tiny personal computer, and after a couple of years, it's toast. You see, that's the issue, too. And the other issue Apple has to solve is to get that battery life up. I'd probably still wear my first-generation Apple Watch 
and probably just get the battery replaced in it. If uh, I know there's going to be software support for the you know the immediate future uh, for the next few years, and that's something I'm kind of annoyed about. You know, so we'll see if if they if they get you know. And a lot of times it's it's that first generation product. You know, the, the iPad was the same way. The iPad two was supported for a really long time. The iPad one not so much. So I kind of knew that going to this first Apple Watch. So if, uh, if it looks like they're going to support them for longer, uh, you know, you know uh, different models for longer in the future, then I get one. Like I want if if I spend a few hundred dollars for a watch, I don't think it's unreasonable to get like five years out of it. You know, does that seem unreasonable? You spend four or five hundred dollars on a watch, you get at least five years out of it. You know, one of the things Apple has to consider too is that uh, people buying this stuff, it, you know, it's an addition to the iPhone, the iPad, maybe a Mac. You know, so you, you kind of have to factor that in. I know they they want the the uh, the upper class. Uh, you know, they, they want the richer customers, and I, I don't blame them. Uh, but you know, it's just something uh, to keep in mind. But see, I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're going to go. They're going to try to figure out just how much they can charge for uh, this stuff and, and take it as high as they can. Well, certainly Apple was criticized heavily for selling an iPhone for $999. But then there came the point where the Samsung Galaxy Note 9 was selling slightly cheaper, but close enough, as they say. So that gave the Apple the impetus, plus the success of the iPhone 10. Assure them that now we can sell this for a really high price and people will buy it. And everything with Apple is going up. And is Apple in danger of pricing themselves out of these markets? Or is it doing it in a way that's not that different? Except, of course, for the new MacBook Pros. Now, the MacBook Pros, the price now is what it was when they first came out with the Retina display, and then the price went down. And we hope it would go down. And of course, then Apple comes out with the iMac Pro starting at $5,000, and next year there'll be a Mac Pro. Will it also be 5000 to start, and then they get the new 28-core Intel Xeon, and it's $20,000? <laughs> I mean, maybe. Uh, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. I, you know, I... I... I don't expect anything too cheap to come out of Apple anytime soon. So, you know, if, if you have a lower and upper estimate for what you think an Apple product should cost, I would um, stick to the upper estimate. That's Apple for you. Yeah. Yeah, they'll do things a lot higher than you expect. Quickly, what's the hot ticket these days at Tidbits? Hot ticket. We have memberships. We're about to have a membership drive. So if you go to tidbits.com, you can... Uh, you know, find out more about that stuff. As always, I have titles on TakeControlBooks.com, uh, including my new iOS 12 book. Uh, you can find me on YouTube. I've been making a lot of YouTube videos lately. Just search for Josh Centers on the YouTube, and you'll you'll find me. Um, also, if you search for Tidbits Publishing on YouTube, uh, I've been making uh, videos for Tidbits as well. So uh, lots of content out there. Have your heart's content of. Go for that with your heart's content indeed. And what are you going to buy? Buy a new Mac if it come out Maybe. with one, or do you think that you're current? I'm good. If anything, I need a new monitor for my iMac. But now I got the I got the 2016 MacBook Pro. It feels brand new to me. Uh, my iMac is about four years old now, but it's doing fine. And uh, <laughs> I'm not seeing much much to upgrade. I got the I got the iPad Pro, the ten and a half inch one from. Uh, 
last year and uh you know th- this new one might be interesting yeah i'm i'm just not feeling the pressure to upgrade right now i'm pretty happy with everything i got i got the apple tv 4k which i don't even really watch i mostly watch the roku tv so my, my tech steps uh you know i'm pretty happy with it right now you can find us by the way on twitter for tech night out we can find obviously Josh at tidbits.com. You can find me on Facebook. You look for Gene Steinberg, the guy in the plaid shirt. It's an older photo. I don't look that much different, but there you go. I don't want to frighten people away. We have another radio show called The Paracast about UFOs and things that go bump in the night. We also got a brand new forum for the Paracast, the Paracast forums. It's the new version of the Zen Foro software that will soon come to the Tech Night Out Live forums. We also have a special version of the show. And if you subscribe to Tech Night Out Plus, you get the version without the network ads. It's the best way to support the show. Okay? And the prices begin at $1.49 a week, $4.99 a month. Go to plus.technightout.com. Once again, go to plus.technightout.com to learn more about the joys of Tech Night Owl Plus. And by the way, we give you better quality audio. Higher bit rate. Isn't that nice? Josh Centers, thank you for joining us on the Tech Night Owl Live. Thanks for having me, Gene. The Tech Night Owl Live is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. We'll be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel.